It's good to be back. Hallelujah. Life is about choices. Amen. And and I think in the past weeks, uh, pastor has beaten that horse, horse to death. I think it's very dead, but he'll be back and beat it some more. <laughs> um, but today, in the in the time that we have, in the short time that we have, I want us to talk about something that flows from that, um, the, the fact that life is about choices, and, and we'll be talking about life is about responsibility. When you make a choice, you need to take responsibility for the choice you have made. And that is easier said than done. Because naturally, we, we love to run away from admitting our responsibility. And we blame it on someone or something else. That's just human nature since the Garden of Eden. Let me tell you a story. I think it's true that the older you grow, the more you tell stories. But the story is told of a pastor and his wife who visited a church member's home one afternoon. Not long after that, George, who was the 11-year-old son in the home, burst into the room with excitement and satisfaction and declared to his parents, Mom, Dad, I finally got him. I chased that mouse who has been bothering us and I got him into a corner before I... And then at this point he realizes the pastor is here. And then he says, before he went to be with the Lord. The truth of the matter is that he had killed that rat, that mouse. But he didn't want to take responsibility. And so he says he's been going to be with the Lord. It's, it's amazing how people turn just like that when the question of responsibility comes up. But we are masters at running away from responsibility. We call, I remember there was a, there was a, a, a cartoon back in the day. I still remember that cartoon up to now. We had just come into the multi-party dispensation and uh, it, this cartoon was in the nation. Uh, newspaper. And so there was this guy, uh, I think he was from, from the UK because he was a white guy, and he was, he was um, training the members of parliament on the language of the August House. And, and, and he was telling them, you know, when, when, when there's an, a case of embezzlement of funds, um, we don't call that theft, we call that mismanagement. And then someone says, so what do you say when uh, an honorable member is, is lying or is a liar? He says, no, no, no. You say that one is economical with the truth. And then finally someone says, okay, what, what if we, we, we find out that one of the honorable members is, is a womanizer? He says, no, no, no. You don't use that word. You say, this one has got a terrible weakness. And the whole cartoon was capturing the fact that we like to run away from responsibility. And we dress it up in terminology that is palatable, something we can handle. Now, it's easier to point, point fingers at those who are in public office, but I think we all do it. Here's the thing. Responsibility is indispensable for success. You cannot be successful if you do not want to take responsibility for your life. 
if you do not want to take responsibility for your actions, for your thoughts, for the things you say. So life is also about responsibilities. You make a choice, you take the responsibility for it. You decide and you own up to it. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. We'll read from verse 4 to 8. And then we'll also cross over to verse 15 to 17. So the story is that God has been creating the earth and then he does uh, the garden. In verse 4, we are told that this is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. I want you to notice that word. There was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Isn't it interesting? We were praying about God refreshing us with his spirit this morning. That's the breath of life. Verse 8. Then the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Verse 15. The Bible says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So there are a couple of things that I want us to look at. And the first one is that when you talk about responsibility, number one, responsibility is given. Verse 15, God, the Bible says that then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. It was God who gave Adam the responsibility of tending and keeping the garden. Responsibility comes from somewhere. When they say you are responsible for this, it comes from somewhere. The job that you have, you are responsible. It was given to you by those who appointed you into that job. So I want to submit to you that there is a bigger picture for your life. It's not just about you. It's not just about you having a breakthrough. It's not just about you having a testimony. There is a bigger scheme of things. God had created the garden of uh, Eden. He had planted, the Bible says he had planted the garden of Eden. And, and he did not do anything in that garden until man came on the scene. We shall see later as one of it being one of the, the, the prerequisites of responsibility. So your life is not just about yourself. If God brought me into this world just to raise up my children in the ways of the Lord, then so be it. If my life is all about them, then so be it. Amen? We don't know what they will become tomorrow. You don't know what your children are going to become tomorrow. Think about it. Life is bigger than you. Your dreams are so tiny compared to what God has in store for the world for eternity. 
So the Lord has the bigger picture. His plans for you are good. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, we know that very, very well. John chapter 10 verse 10, the, 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 the beginning part of it, says that Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. Other versions say to the full. Overflowing. But when you take that purpose Jesus has for us, and you put it in the context of eternity, you begin to realize, this thing is not just about me. So I need to have uh, abundant life, yes. I need to grow, yes. But when you put yourself together with the brother and the sister, and you call yourself, we are a church, we are home cell, or we are whatever it is, grouping that you are, you begin to realize, no, 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 God is doing something at an individual level, but also at a group level. And this thing transcends this life. Hallelujah. So there's a reason God has given us the responsibilities he has given us. And we'll come to that later on. But let's just hold on to this fact that responsibility is given. Responsibility is given. No matter how you're going to dispense that responsibility or how big you, you think you, you are in the role that you are playing, the fact is that responsibility is given. It's given by God. Hallelujah. And like in the parable, one of the parables that Jesus taught, there was one point he, he, he said, you know, you, 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 are, you did not want to invest this talent and he took away that talent, literally taking away the responsibility that he had given upon that servant to trade with that talent. And he gave it to somebody else. Responsibility is given. And we need to take it seriously. Because later on, as we shall see next week, that responsibility is tied to accountability. We need to be accountable for what we are responsible for. When I look at the way God has been has been working in, 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 in my life, in the, in the lives of, of my children, I tell them, you, you are eating God's money. I want them to be responsible with wh where God has put them and why they have, he has put them there. Because when I look at the way God has provided, I keep saying, surely there must be a purpose. And so God will call us accountable. But that's for next week. For now, responsibility is given by God. Are you a wife? Responsibility given by God. Husband, responsibility given by God. Are you a leader? Your, your responsibility has been given by God. The second thing when you look at verse 5 is that responsibility solves a need. Responsibility solves a problem. All the time. And it's amazing. Verse 5, the Bible says that before any plant of the field in the earth and before any herb of the field has grown. This is the, the, the history. For the Lord had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was no man to till the ground. The reason God had not done anything yet in terms of the Eden, uh, in terms of setting up Eden, is because there was no man to do what? To till and to work the ground. There was a need. God knew he had it in mind that he wanted to plant a garden. But for this garden to prosper, for this garden to do well, I will need somebody to take care of that garden. I will need somebody to work it. I will need somebody to tend for it, to tend it. 
So God needed a manager. Somebody with responsibility. Amen? There was no man to till the ground. There was a need. The Lord gave Adam that responsibility. When we come to verse 15 of chapter 2, God gave Adam that responsibility. We are told that then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden. In the garden of Eden. To tend and keep it. Now here is news that most of you don't like to hear. Your responsibility, where God puts you. We are happy with where God has put us and God has blessed us with this and that. But here is the kicker. God has put us there to work it. It involves work. So after all the prophecies have been said, people have said words of knowledge upon your life about what God is going to do and where God is going to put you. Be ready to work. But because it is in the works of our hands that God will bless us. So if you are doing nothing, guess what God will bless? Nothing. When you take up the responsibility that God has given you, let's take the responsibility of the husband. You are the priest in that home. You are the one to provide security in that home. You are the one who is to lead them in the ways of the Lord. And it it needs work. Hallelujah. The work means teaching. It means coaching. It means working things out so that those things begin to happen. We will see later on. As, as Abraham uh, was, was, was commanded by the Lord. As husbands, it's work to be a husband. Amen? It is work. A lot. Thank you. A lot of work. But after you have put in all that work, and somebody comes and says, you know, we have just been with your son or with your daughter. And we're impressed. Something happens to you as a father. You go, oh, how it was worth it. Amen? Oh, it was worth it. So let's get ready to work. Staying away from assuming our responsibility is perpetuating the needs and the problems that God wants solved. If Ad- and Adam had a choice. He was put in the garden. He was told, this is your job description. Go for it. Adam would have said, no, thank you. We have seen it where the president uh, makes an appointment. And the appointee returns an apology. They say, "Mm, I'm not available. Or however they will put it. What happens is that now you put the appointing officer in a position where they have to go and look for somebody else. Trust me, God has somebody else if you don't take up that responsibility. God does not run short of people. I've told you of a story of where I got so big-headed in an organization I was working for, and I thought I'm the one and so on, and there was a time I realized, hey, I need to leave. And I thought, how is this organization going to go? I went and I told them and they said, yeah, okay, just tell us when, you know, what is your timeline and, uh, and make sure this is in place and then you can go. You know, that organization is still kicking up to this day. Still doing great things for God. God does not run out of people. 
So the responsibility he has given you, take it up. Because he means to solve a problem for the people around you. And you are the answer. Don't squander that responsibility. Hallelujah. Don't stay away from that responsibility that God has given you because he needs the garden worked on. The garden may be your home. The garden may be something. Do you know, I believe there's somewhere God has got a person who has got the answer for this pandemic. Medigari. But if that person doesn't take up the responsibility, it will keep rolling. Somewhere, God has got an answer for the problems in this life. And he's looking up for someone who will say, I'll take up this responsibility and I'll run with it. So, don't shy away from the responsibility that God is giving you. Because by shying away, you are leaving a problem unsolved. And who knows what goes around, comes around. It might bite you hard and you say, I wish I had said, yes, Lord, here am I, save me. May that not be your portion. Take up that responsibility. I remember one of the things that happened to me when, uh, when, when we, we just came to KICC. And I was bombarding pastor with a lot of questions. Pastor, how, how does this work? How does this work? Where do we, how do we do this in KICC? And he made a statement which has stuck with me up to this day. He said, Pastor, where we are at KICC right now, this is 2015. He says, if you are looking for things that are established then this is not the place. But if you are looking to help establish some things, then this is the place. And I took up that responsibility. Hallelujah. I'm hoping that in, in some way I've made, I've helped in establishing some things around here. But I realized, you know, this church is not those people. This church is me. I am this church, so I will do the part that God has called me to this place. So that in the end, when I get to glory, he's going to say, Welcome, good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest of your master. That's what I'm looking for. But there was a time, before this, it sounds so nice now, yeah? But there was a time, there were years I was running from the Lord. Running from taking up my responsibility. And the Lord said, ah, okay, I will share of you. And God says, I will show you also that I have other people who can do what I want you to do. And I had to pray and say, Lord, please, don't just keep me for death. You know, like the children of Israel. He gave them a sentence. You never get into the land of Canaan. So that 40 years was just waiting for this generation to die off. I said, Lord, let, let that not be me. I still have years. I'll do something. Just tell me where it is. Don't let that responsibility go to waste. You will be held accountable. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Number three, responsibility is specific. When God gives you a responsibility, he's, he's specific. Your job description is very specific. There are specific terms of reference that you need to work on. Look at verse 15. Then the Lord God, God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. If you have a garden and you are told to tend it and keep it, it's very clear what you should do. 
kutipula and all those things, watering the plants. I don't know if he had to do some, whatever you need to do in a garden for it to flourish. That was Adam's job's description. Very clear. Verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, every tree of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Very specific. Every tree you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Listen, your responsibility comes with terms of reference. There are specific things you need to be, and there are specific things you need to do. There are specific things you should not. Some of them may be okay for everybody else. But for you, the Lord says, "Uh -uh. I need you to do this. But I need you to be this as well. Hallelujah. Tending the garden is work. It's, it's the doing bit. But then he also says, I need you to be of a certain character. And to test that character, this tree you shall not touch. You shall not eat from this tree. Chapter 3 tells us a different story. But God makes sure that you know enough for you to do your part. Many times we shy away from doing our part because... You know, uh, you say, I've never done that before. Right? I've never done that before. Or, I can't do it like the one who has, who has been there before. I can't feel their shoes. And I think it's unfair. How, why should we expect someone who has never been there to feel the shoes of one who has been there? They've got different size of feet. And shoes that some people like are not shoes that other people like. I like soft soft sole shoes, you know. I've got a reason for that. But there are others who want to walk and and you should hear that clippity-clap of their shoes. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, you know. I don't like those kind of shoes. I want soft heels because it's comfortable. If I'm going to do a workshop of, or, or preach three, three sermons a day, I want to be able to, to withstand it. So I like soft sole shoes. So I'll not feel that other shoe. In my own uniqueness, I'll step into the role and say, Lord, use me as I am. I'm sure Joshua struggled with that. Because Moses had just gone before him. And when Moses died, Joshua said, you are the guy. And Joshua is thinking, oh my goodness, I am not like Moses in any way. And, and God says, no, 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 just take courage. Be courageous. I'll use you, the Joshua. It's okay. So let's be mindful of the things that God requires for us to fulfill our responsibilities. Hallelujah. So we have talked about responsibility being something that is given. Responsibility is, is something that solves a need. Your responsibility is specific. The kind of person you should be, the work you should do, God is specific about that. Husbands, love your wives. Very specific. As Christ loved the church, in case you've missed it. That's the model. And that's a lot of work. Because at least the wife I've mar- I married for the past 21 years, she changes. She's not the girl I married. She's, she's changed. She has grown. And I've had to learn now that, okay, now she likes this. What she liked then, uh, it's work. Amen? But it's also satisfying work. So let's move on to the application. 
we have been given the responsibility from the Lord. We need to make a choice and take up the responsibility for it. We need to decide and own up to the choices we have made. Life is about choices, so let's take up our responsibility and move with it. No apologies. Because we know the God who is leading us. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, where Jesus gave the, the great commission, he, he tells us that he tells the, the, the disciples to go and go into the world and make disciples. That was the responsibility. Their responsibility was for them to go and make disciples of all nations and teach. Hallelujah. And baptize. And then he promises that he's going to be with them. The responsibility was to go. The need they were to solve was the eternal destiny of everybody else who does not have Christ in their lives. And it was specific. We were to go. We are to go, even right now. We are to go. It's not about those people coming. It is about us going to where they are. Hallelujah. So the eternal destiny of people is at stake. And God has told you and me, go. And he has told us what to do. It's very specific. Make disciples. Teach them. Baptize them. It's very specific. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18 verse 21. Very, very, very familiar piece of scripture. We quote it. Some, some would quote it, quote it in, the, in, in, in their sleep. <laughs> but, but I want us to go there. Verse 21. The Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. God has given us responsibility over our tongues. The things we say. Ephesians 4.28 tells us not to lie to one another. In the book of James, it talks about the tongue. We can't praise God with this tongue and with the same tongue curse somebody. So we have a responsibility in the things we say. We have a responsibility in the, the things we, we pray. We have responsibility in what we say. It's very, very important. Amen? That's our responsibility. God knows that what we speak solves a need. Do you know that? Just a word from the right person at the right point, time, changes a lot. And God says, you know, speak life. Declare life over the lives of people. Amen? Build each other up. It solves a need because we need to hear words of encouragement. Like my mother said, this is another long story, but my mother used to say, no one thrives on discouragement. Nobody. No matter how tough they look on the outside, they do not thrive on discouragement. We thrive on encouragement. It solves a need when you speak life and not death in the lives of people. Amen? And it is specific. Watch what you say to others. You know, after church, you're talking and you go, hey, I'm wearing dress. You've destroyed that person. Just one sentence. Destroy them. Genesis 18, verse 18 and 19, which is where we'll close. Genesis 18, verse 18 and 19. I can't seem to get away from this verse, these verses. The Bible says, Since Adam shall, Abraham shall surely be, become great, a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him, in order that he may command his children 
and his household after him, that they may keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, and that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he had spoken to him. In other words, God gave him this responsibility to solve the need. The need was he needed to build a godly nation. So he says, Adam, Abraham, this is your responsibility. Your responsibility is to command your family the ways of the Lord. The need was to raise a God-fearing nation. He was to teach, he was to command, he was to model. And Abraham was not apologetic about these things. He did what God told him. Amen. He just did what God told him. So we could, uh, we could pick each and every verse that we can think of. But you, ke- you keep seeing this pattern coming up. The responsibility is given because it solves a certain need. And there are specific things that God would have you do for that responsibility to be done. You cannot give somebody a responsibility without equipping them in fulfilling that responsibility. Our God is good. Amen. So when we say God, when we say as, as, as a father in the home, God has placed, I don't know why I'm on fathers today. May you listen. But as a father, I am saying God has commanded us to teach, to teach our children in the ways of the Lord because he's seeking a godly offspring. That's what Malachi says. And we should not be apologetic about our children following the Lord and them not being politically correct. Because all I know is when you train up a child in a way that they should go, according to the word of the Lord, they shall not depart from it. And it is good for them. Hallelujah. We live in a world where the other side of the coin is they are, being, they are asking children to choose their sex. It's absurd. But this is what is happening. And the Lord says, ah, ah. You want to know what sex you are? Go to the bathroom, stand in front of the mirror, take off your clothes, that's your sex. But not this, no, there's uh, there are different types of toilets these days in some countries for different types of people. We will choose to train our children in the way of the Lord because that's the command, that's the mandate he has given to us. He has empowered us to fulfill that mandate because he's looking to solve a need which the world needs. So in conclusion, life is about choices. Life is about taking up responsibilities that the Lord has given us. Otherwise, forget true success. Take stock of the responsibilities that the Lord has given you. Work out, just begin to work on, let's say, three until the end of this year. If you're a husband, you're a father, you're a leader at work, you head a team, you head an organization. If you're a student, you serve in church, the responsibility that you've been given to serve in church. Just look at that one and say, what do I, where do I need to pick it up? Maybe you drop the ball and just say, where do I need to pick it up? And begin to work on it. Otherwise, you'll be in rebellion and that is displeasing to the Lord. You are dis- depriving other people of the solution they would have had through you. And yet you expect God to give you solutions through people. It's interesting, isn't it? You are responsible for your thoughts. You are responsible for your beliefs. You are responsible for your actions. And you are responsible for your destiny. 
your destiny, you are the one who is responsible for it. You are responsible for your associations. We were taught this very clearly. We are responsible for your associations. There are some people in life you need to let them go because they are taking you away from the Lord you love. Bad character. Bad associations can ruin your character. Let them go. God will give you new ones. Amen? God will give you new ones. So may the Lord bless you. As you take up your responsibilities, your God-given responsibilities. And trust me, God is looking for responsible Christians. Because we have answers for the world from the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you this morning. We want to glorify your holy name. We want to magnify you, O Lord, for speaking to us that you are looking for managers, people who are responsible, people to work and till the garden that you have given to us. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. As we continue on with this series, we pray in Jesus' mighty name that you work in our lives, O God, and change, O God, us so that we begin to bring even more glory for the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, O God, I am praying that as we take up the responsibility you gave us to make disciples and teach and baptize, Lord, as you promised that you shall be with us, and as we make your business our business, Lord, you shall take care for all that we are concerned with. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to...